0: Frontier League Tonight is brought to you by our bank accounts. That's right. A team as big as us isn't even sponsored yet. But you can change us by contacting Frontier League Tonight via Twitter or email. Info is in the description. All right, let's get to the show. What is up? Welcome to the first episode of Frontier League tonight for the 2016 season. Let's Ah, uh, Jack here in studio, and with me as always is Bobby and Jeremy. We just got back from the Windy City Thunderbolts Juliet Slammers game. What a game that was, guys! A magical night uh, indeed.
1: Felt like
2: October out it there. It. The atmosphere and everything.
0: There were a couple of Frontier League fanatics
1: that those, those
2: that, fanatics
0: started and they never stopped. Yeah. I don't, I thought the ump was gonna throw them out.
2: <laughs> but Rem- reminded me of my. Uh, Favorite character on one of my favorite uh, TV shows. I won't say which one, but I think we can all, I think we all know here. <laughs> all right, but before we get too much into
0: detail, uh, Thunderbolts beat the Slammers six to
2: five. Uh, really good game. Really good offense. Good performance by both teams. Just the Thunderbolts just edged them out. And
0: this was a uh, game that a lot of people thought the Thunderbolts wouldn't win. I mean, uh, we took a poll on our Twitter account and the Slammers were by far the favorite to win. So, kind of an underdog performance. Really can't say it's too early in the season, but... I think we know what uh, saved the Thunderbolts in this game, and that was their pitching. That was just outstanding pitching
1: uh, right from the Oh yeah,
0: out of the bullpen. Their pitching really came out to shine. Um, Through the last uh, I want to say Four guys Four guys out of the bullpen
2: They gave up a combined Like Two hits Yeah They just Kept the slammers Hitters off balance All night Well last four guys did But It was just Impressive performance Really strong bullpen wow.
0: Chris Chigas gets the win For the Thunderbolts He pitched 3.1 innings Gave him eight hits Two earned runs Three strikeouts One balk. (laughs) There's one (laughs) balk. One balk and two wild pitches. Uh, Cameron Giannani gets the save for the Thunderbolts. He really kind of closed the door going into the ninth, though uh, Philip Bates did end up getting to third base off a single, moved to second on a wild pitch, and then a uh, 5-3 out by uh, Rodriguez ended up moving him to third. So I mean, this was a close game uh, up until the end. There was the th- uh, slammers were threatening. They were knocking on the door, scoring. They had a man on second, on third, two outs in the ninth. Uh, just really good game. Uh,
2: who's your player of the game? Lalondi from the Thunderbolts, or as the Thunderbolts like to call him, Lagan. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
0: Uh, he did have that monster home run, yeah, that three run
2: home run to get the
0: Thunderbolts in the game. Just that crushed the ball. That, that was a clutch home run in the second inning. Really opened up the gates for the Thunderbolts. Uh, they were down 3 to nothing. Three nothing. that really that tied up the game and really started the uh, engines rolling for the Thunderbolts. How about you, Bob?
1: <sighs> it's a tough choice, but I'm going to have to go with my man, Hot Wheels, Coco Johnson. He just came out of the gate, he had that nice solid base, that was a base hit right
0: Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, he had a base hit, but he also got walked. I think that's what you're thinking. You that's know? exactly
1: what I'm thinking of. You know, what more can you ask he for? He walked yeah, and then that. stole a
0: base and got a run. Uh, Honestly, for me, uh, like Lelandi, big home
2: run. Uh, a, sec- a good sacrifice bunt, too.
0: Yeah, I really liked uh, Ir- Johnny Ironman's performance in this game. Uh, He went two for four, uh, but in that he also had a run. He had a single, and he had a triple. He also had
2: a run saved in the first inning. Yeah,
0: in the first inning he made a spectacular diving play, and I think that's really what cemented him being my player of the game.
2: Uh, I also liked uh, Melvin Rodriguez from the Slammers. Uh, I think he had at least two hits, a big two-run homer in the second inning. Yeah, he did. Owen Rodriguez went three for four. Just really impressed by his performance at the play tonight. Yeah, you know I mean the nine hole especially. I mean, this
0: was a game the Thunderbolts won, but I mean Juliet came up to play. Yeah. I mean Up until the seventh inning, I wanna say this was a pretty this was a really close game. But I mean after the seventh the Thunderbolts pitching kind of shut the door. My that Phil Bates hit in the ninth. Um, but yes. Yeah, so, Julia played a great game. I mean, that was all around a good game. Just to tack on what you were saying
1: earlier, Jack, about uh, your Johnny Ironman as your star player of the game. That was his first baseball
0: game in three years. Really? Yes. Yes. Well, I think his mom followed us on Twitter. Oh, Mrs. Ironman, thank you very much for the follow. <laughs> You're listening. It looks like Windy City's got a new Ironman. We're we're closing, me some merchandise. closing the uh, closing the door on Ironman Torres and opening it up for Johnny Ironman. Uh... But yeah, what so what do you think really set the tone for this game? What Was there a play? Was there a, a moment in the game that really cemented the Thunderbolts' win? What would you say that was?
2: I guess you could say, uh, was it Reggie Lawson's hit in the uh, second? Inning? Did in the he, second? Uh, did he score <sighs> that, the inning that started off for the Thunderbolts?
0: Reggie Lawson scored in the second. No, he didn't score. He didn't score. He scored, yeah. He's, no, he scored in the second. He got put out in the third, remember? Awful base running by Reggie oh, I'd I'd Lawson. I didn't remember the, that. Uh, <laughs> that was just some bad base running. I don't know what the third base coach was thinking on that
2: one, sending him home. He was out by a mile. But uh, I, I guess because the Thunderbolts won, I guess the thing that set the tone for them was just Reggie Lawson' for, uh, first game in a. Thunderbolts uniform, just... Uh, yeah, I mean, Reggie Lawson had a really good game. Setting it off with his second-inning single, just an absolute rocket off the bat.
0: He went two for four, but he still reached base on an error. Yeah. So Reggie a- the OBP machine Lawson, let me tell you. <laughs> he reached uh, on an E4.
1: Bobby? I'm going to have to go with the unorthodox decision to pull the starting pitcher after two innings. Well, yeah. it's, you don't see that often in a baseball game, but it worked out well for this team.
0: You know, Thunderbolts went to the pen a lot this game. They they pitched, pitched six different guys. The whole bullpen got a real workout. Those arms are going to be tired tomorrow. They are, but I think they have an off day. Oh, they do. Well, those arms will not be tired tomorrow. No, I'm pretty sure they're on the road in Florence. Come back home for play Reggie Lawson's. Uh, former team, the Traverse City Beach Bums, And speaking, your man, Coco Hot Wheels Johnson, he just followed us on Twitter.
1: Yes, Coco. Coco, if you're listening right now, we'd love to have you on the show. Please
0: contact us through Twitter. So, Jeremy, after the game, you were able to uh, speak with our man Reggie, the OBP machine. Lawson, Reggie, the first live Moss Player of the Week. Yes. On our debut episode, we named him our Player of the Week when he won the Home Run Derby last year. With the beach bombs, so uh, why don't you uh, tell us what you had to, what Reggie had to say about the victory today?
2: Uh, you know, I just asked him about the team's overall performance tonight, and in a more broader sense, uh, how he feels about the team early on. Pretty much just said that uh, he believes that they're a great group of guys and they're just hungry for wins. Um, I also brought up the fact that he was a twenty fifteen Frontier League champion with the Traverse city beach poms like you said before Uh, I asked him how that experience he how he thinks that uh, experience will help him for a team that hasn't had a winning season in two years and he just said uh, "It it's helped me uh, it's helped him uh, keep the guys in the clubhouse loose and focused day in and day out so really just positives bring to the table and I asked him if he was going to participate in the 2016 and Derby. Because, you know, of course he was the 2015 Frontier League and Derby champion last year. And he said, unfortunately, he will not be. Because I think he wants to focus more on his role with the team. And he really wants the Thunderbolts to be successful. He wants them to be the first in their division. So, just a lot of positives I that I... Got from Reggie Lawson. You know that's a really interview.
0: That's a really good uh, pickup for the Thunderbolts. This is a team that hasn't done much, and when you lose a guy like Iron Man Torres, you really and Travis need a, Tingle too. Interesting tra- yeah, pitcher. Travis Tingle's gone too. I mean, you got to find a new face for the franchise, and I really think you find that in Reggie Lawson. And this is this is the guy that can really lead that team in the clubhouse. Yeah. And uh,
2: maybe bring him to the next. He's league. been there
0: before. That's yeah. the key. He's a veteran. All right, with that being said, Thunderbolts beat the Slammers 6-5. to We're also on Frontier League tonight for our first episode of 2016, having none other than Sam Levitt on. Sam Levitt is the announcer for the Gateway Grizzlies, and uh, we're going to take a moment here to get things ready for him. So just sit back and relax, and we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back here with Sam Levitt. Uh, Sam is the announcer for the Gateway Grizzlies in the Frontier League. Sam, how are you tonight? I'm good, guys. How are you? Pretty good. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Doing pretty well. Thank you for asking, Sam.
0: Uh, Sam, obviously the Gateway Grizzlies haven't played a game yet, but uh, when when's your opening day?
3: Our opening day is Friday, May 13th, So uh, I don't know how you guys do this usually, but we're recording this on a Thursday night, so. We are T-minus 24 hours away from opening night here at GCS Ballpark.
0: And who do you guys got tomorrow?
3: We have the Washington Wild Things. who get to make the long trip over to St. Louis on opening night. So it's the Grizzlies against the Wild Things on, uh, I guess, really the second opening night of the Frontier League
0: season. Yeah, uh, we just got back from the uh, Thunderbolts and Slammers game. Pretty good game. So good way to kick off the season. Very exciting. So, uh, We're going to hop into some questions right now for you. Uh, So, Sam, what made you get into sports broadcasting?
3: Well, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I'm originally from New York. I went to school up in Chicago at Northwestern. But I was never uh, a sports broadcasting guy growing up. I was never uh, one of those kids who dreamed of being a broadcaster. I actually went to Northwestern. As a pre-med student, that was my main focus during high school. uh, I thought I wanted to get into medicine and perhaps emergency medicine specifically, but when I got to school, I started getting involved in the student radio station, and one thing led to another, and I decided this is what I wanted to pursue and go after and uh, pursue the dream of being a major league broadcaster, working at a very high level of the broadcast industry one day, and then I started with the radio station, which led me to the student TV station. I spent a couple of summers in the Cape Cod Baseball League broadcasting game, and then it led me here to the Frontier League in 2014, and I've been here ever since. During the season, I work with SIUE on the basketball side in the Ohio Valley Conference, and I do a lot of uh, TV freelance work uh, in basketball as well. So I-, I wasn't one of those people who knew from a really young age, this is what they wanted to do. I think looking back on it, I always had a sort of affinity for broadcasting and the guys I grew up to listening to in New York, guys like Howie Rose, Gary Cohen, Bob Murphy, uh, growing up as a Mets fan who would go to Queens during many summer nights. So it was really always there for me, but it took my experience at Northwestern and what I did when I went to college to really pursue it, and for that dream to to really come to fruition, and really have an understanding of what I wanted to do, and uh, that's how I'm here.
0: That's great. And you said you were a Mets fan, so I got to ask you. Uh, I wasn't planning on. I didn't know, but uh, how do you feel about Bartolo Cologne? <laughs> I,
3: ask uh, I you. feel uh, I feel pretty good about him. I mean, that was something the other night, in then. Uh, last night with Cindergard hitting to home runs. Hey, he's he's a lovable guy. It's a heck of a story, and uh, certainly when you have all that young starting pitching, and then on top of that, you have the entertainment value and the and just a guy who's so lovable in Cologne. It's uh, it's uh, pretty fun to watch.
0: Yeah, we're all big fans of Big Sexy here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how do you feel? How did you feel about the uh, Gateway Grizzlies last year, and then this year as well? Uh, Could you give us a little preseason report on them?
3: Sure. Well, last year it was obviously not the year that Still Warren or any of the coaches or anybody in the organization wanted, especially when you look at the first half. As you guys know, it was a very tough uh, first 50 games for this team, Uh, a pitching staff that was very young, that went through a lot of growing teams early on. But I think when you look back at the season, and especially when you look at the way Gateway finished 2015, by winning 15 of 18 games, they finished with a 45-50 and 50 record, which might not sound overly impressive, but when you consider where they were at midseason, you realize how well they played down the stretch. And I think a big part of that was the young pitching developing, coming into their own. You look at guys like Trevor Richards and Vince Molesky and Dakota Smith, all who are in the starting rotation heading into this season. And the sky is the limit for those guys, especially a guy like Trevor Richard, who pitched 70 innings at Troy University during the senior season, then came to Gateway, threw 70 more, and he was absolutely terrific. Uh, He he was a tale of two halves for Gateway. Um, Obviously, the first half didn't go as planned, and there was a lot of turnover. There were a number of uh, more experienced guys who maybe didn't perform at the level that uh, the coaching staff had hoped. But the second half, I thought, was Full of encouragement and full of development uh, for the younger guys, uh, especially that pitching staff. And honestly, guys, I think you look at 2016, and I'm looking at the roster uh, here at UCS Paul Park uh, on the night before our opening night, and I see a team that has a ton of potential and a team that could, quite frankly, if things go right, be very, very good because there's a mix of young guys, of young pitching, And these seasoned veterans, and you look at the pitching staff, Richards, uh, Molesky, Smith, are back. But you couple that with veterans like Javon West and Jordan Wellender and a couple of the other experienced guys who have come over from affiliated ball on this pitching staff to open up the season. And then the the position players, Craig Missoni, Ben Waldrick, Cody Livesey, Blake Brown, who was one of the best players in the Frontier League last year, It's a really nice mix and a really interesting group of players when you consider the young pitching, but at the same time, the experience that this team has as far as position players go. I think it's a really interesting year for Gateway, and certainly I know that the coaching staff and the organization is really, really excited to see what this group can do, and I do agree with that. I think there's a lot of potential.
1: Sam Bobby here at Frontier League tonight we picked Blake Brown to be our preseason MVP. Sure. Do you think we made a good pick? If not, who is your MVP pick for this year?
3: Do I have an MVP pick? That's a tough one, and you know why it's tough because there's so much turnover, as you guys know, year to year in this league. Um, you know, guys who come in, guys who go. So. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I have an MVP pick, but, you know, I will focus on Blake Brown, just as you mentioned him for a second. I mean, he's a guy who obviously hit a ton of home runs last year. He's a big power hitter, a great defender, and I think he's poised for another year like that. I don't see a reason why he doesn't have a, a repeat performance of what he did in 2015 when he, when he took this league by storm, as far as the power numbers go. Um, you know, he's, he's a hard worker. Uh, has a, a great swing, to hit the ball a mile, um, so, so he certainly has as good of a chance as anyone, and I think there are a number of guys on this Gateway team that if they have the seasons they're capable of having, could be in that discussion, no doubt.
2: Sam, Jeremy here. Uh, we read that the Grizzlies radio network will air uh, multiple ter- terrestrial signals and digital plat- platforms. Uh, for the 2016
3: season, uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel great. It's uh, you know it's something we're really excited about. Uh, obviously, we have a great tradition here at Gateway of putting on a, a very high quality broadcast, and uh, you know it goes back all the way to 15, 16 years ago when it started with Joe Pot, Adam Young, and and now to me as I'm the voice of the team. Uh, we're really excited about it. It should be. A network where people can listen in different places, and I'm really excited about what we're going to be able to bring online. The clarity of the broadcast, and it's always our goal to make a broadcast that is very listener friendly and it's interactive. I mean, we're always doing things on social media. We're always giving away tickets, doing trivia, and, and the goal for for myself is to get a little bit better each night. And you know, much like the players when they play here in the minors. You know, the goal for somebody like me is to get better and, and to improve year after year and season after season. So uh, I'm certainly excited to be back for a third year here with the Grizzlies Radio Network broadcast team. And uh, we're really excited to build on what we've done in the past. And that really extends beyond radio. And, and I'm sure you guys have seen it as well. We do a lot on the video side here with Gateway as far as our features, our interviews, you may have seen, we just debuted, the Hibernate Burger kind of blew up on social media over the past week or so, so um, all the content we put out, from the play-by-play, to our videos, to our highlights, to, to whatever it might be, um, we're really proud of it, we feel like it's you know, among, if not the best content in the Frontier League, and uh, we're certainly looking to take steps forward in 2016, and you know, the, the nice thing about doing minor league baseball on the radio side is because of the eclectic mix of players that are in the Frontier League, it means you get listeners from literally, literally all over the world. And um, it's just really fun to be a part of and and honestly really fun to watch baseball.
0: That's great to hear. And before we let you go, we have one question. Uh, It's a question that we ask everybody when they come on Frontier League tonight. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of irrelevant to the Frontier League, but uh, tell me. Do you like Huey Lewis and the News?
3: Do I like Huey Lewis and the News? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a Huey Lewis and the News song. I know. I do know one. Hip to be square. Uh, I, I'm, I can't remember. I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Huey Lewis and the News fan. I'm not uh, quite sure. Uh, well, why you guys ask that? Maybe I need to listen a little bit more. But uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. But uh, I hope you still uh, have me on again sometime. Oh, we will.
0: <laughs> uh, so that uh, any website you want to plug, any uh, thing people can follow you on, uh, contact you at. Well,
3: you, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Sammy Lev, sammylev s a m m y l e v. You can email me samueljlevittlevitt at gmail dot com. And like I said, we always encourage listeners and fans to reach out to us. Uh, let us know what they think of what we're doing. Interact, and uh, if you want to listen to us and to the play-by-play of Grizzlies games all season long, go to kewegridsleys dot com slash radio and then click through to the listen live page, and that's where you can hear us all summer long. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. We're always excited to get underway, and. Uh, uh, you know, we'll see what the Grizzlies can do here in 2016. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: No problem. Thanks for coming on. Well, uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again. Midseason report sounds good, and uh, we'll good. De- we'll definitely be down to a Grizzlies game and uh, catch up with you there.
3: Sounds good, guys.
0: All right, take it easy, Sam. Thanks for coming on.
3: You like Huey Lewis on the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own. Commercially and artistically.
0: The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the
3: songs a big boost.
0: Well, I think that's all we got on today's episode of Frontier League. Tonight, what about you? What do you guys say?
3: Well,
2: that was a great interview with Sam. You know, Great interview with Sam, Just a solid night at the ballpark to watch the Slammers versus Thunderbolts. a great game. Uh, and we might do it again tomorrow night. Uh, might yeah. be normal. You
0: might. You guys might be heading down to the corn crib, see our boy Rooster Dudley. Uh, Hopefully catching catch an interview with Rooster. Not, let me tell you, I've been a resident of Normal, Illinois. Normal, Illinois is a fine town. If you go down there, definitely check out DP Dough.
2: The worst kale zones you
0: will ever have.
2: <laughs> Just Central Illinois in general. Oh, the worst pizza you'll ever have. I mean, oh, yeah. I
0: used to hang out with. The nicest with
2: people.
0: people, though. Oh, nicest people. God's country, I'll tell you. But I used <laughs> to hang out with people from Central Illinois back when I was in normal. They eat Casey's Pizza, which is pizza. From a gas station, and they think it's delicious. I came around to it, to
2: be honest. Really?
0: I did. They always tell me to try Casey's breakfast pizza. I can't do it. I couldn't do that. You don't have pizza for breakfast. But a
2: regular cheese from Casey's? Really. It's a gas station. Not bad. It's a gas station. Not bad. All right. That's shameful, coming from where I am, from where we all live. You're Italian, too. It's shameful. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, as always... I got no shame. I'll <laughs> <laughs> eat Casey's pizza. Oh, and they put ketchup on hot dogs, which is weird, too. No, anyways. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's not that weird. Alright, anyways, uh, also I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Tim O'Brien from the Tribune for including us in his article about the game tonight. Uh,
2: thanks, Tim. Don't know why you did that, but... Thank you. We appreciate it here. We appreciate Say it. Say hi to your co-worker, Pat Desabato for us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pat Desabato. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> all right, uh, make sure you follow Frontier League Tonight all summer long because it's going to be a great summer in 2016. Subscribe to the Frontier League Tonight podcast on iTunes. If you do that, all episodes will be added to your podcast on your iPhone. You'll never miss an episode. It's a great way to keep in touch. It should be on iTunes by tomorrow, May 13th. You can follow us on Twitter, at Frontier League one Listen to us on SoundCloud if you're not doing that right now. And subscribe to Frontier League Tonight on YouTube. Anything else you guys want to add? Let's
2: like, have a great season this year. Again, we are looking for sponsors, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, no. Let's get Casey's Pizza. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get in contact with Casey's pizza but yes uh, we are looking for sponsors for Frontier League tonight uh, if you do spon- if you decide you would like to sponsor Frontier League tonight please email us at frontierleaguetonight@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at Frontier League one uh, we're not picky and uh, you will <laughs> we're <not> picky. <laughs> <laughs> we're not picky and uh- the most like Risky, shadiest company. <laughs> <laughs> we will do it. <laughs> uh, we will, instead of playing music, we will do ads for you. That's good advertisement for you. We don't require a lot. We're pretty easygoing people. Uh, that's, that's it. That's it. All right. We will catch you guys next week. Uh,
2: go Frontier League. Go Frontier League. Go Frontier League. Uh, have a good summer.
0: That was really awkward, and I'm leaving that in. (laughs) Take care, everybody.